Welcome to the Designing Better Lives podcast, where we talk about all things design and the impact that intentionality can have on our lives. To learn more, visit us at designbetterlives.com. You can view a transcript of this podcast, articles, and more information that will connect you to the Designing Better Lives community. Welcome and enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of Designing Better Lives. Today, our guest is Alex Kane, Territory Manager for Indiana, representing Wolf, Sub-Zero, and Cove. Alex, welcome to the show. Thank you, Marcus. Appreciate you having me today. Well, it's great. I know you're a longtime friend here in the industry, and we're excited to get you on to chat a little bit about Designing Better Lives. So maybe just start off with telling us a little bit about you personally, professionally, and, and what, what kind of takes up your time. Absolutely. So I have been working in and around the uh, real estate and design industry um, basically my entire career. Um, started off in actually residential real estate valuation and brokerage, transitioned into more of a uh, design field, both sales, marketing, and design at the Indiana Design Center. Um, worked up through a um, commercial design firm here locally and then ended up um, being approached by Tisdale Distributing about a year and a half ago to be um, to represent the trade, um, to go out and share resources about um, our brands, and I jumped at it. Um, I've known this brand for well since I got into real estate, basically, and uh, solid brand, solid reputation, uh, best best in class. So I'm excited to be in this role. I do cover the entire. Um, most the state of Indiana, um, I have 14 dealerships um, in the network. And um, so that's kind of kind of in a nutshell background about how I ended up here. That's great. Well, how uh, when did you transition into this new role? Was that during 2020, the, the craziness? <laughs> right before. So I began uh, mid-September of 2019. Um, I did have an opportunity to travel um, right after I was brought on at Tisdale. Um, Tisdale is located in Cincinnati, so I did I did travel back and forth there during initial training, but uh, had the opportunity to visit the factory up in uh, Madison, Wisconsin, and um, experience uh, walk through the factory, go to the Jimbaki Center uh, where they do training for um, for designers and for folks like myself. And it, it was an amazing experience. Um, I got to see how the meticulous uh, the factory operated uh, different lines from refrigeration to cooking to Cove uh, dishwashers, which is now our cleaning um, solution in that line. So it was a great opportunity. Um, with my role, I also had some travel involved. I was covering central Ohio at the time, as well as Indiana as a trade rep. and um, the world kind of shut down uh, early in 2020. So like everyone else, um, my role became educating and being a resource basically via Zoom, um, but still reaching um, our builders, our designers, my my kitchen designers and that kind of thing. So yeah, I, I really, um, I, I've been fairly successful through different means, including CEUs and that kind of thing to get 
um, important information out and um, network with designers. But I think like everyone else, I'm looking forward to getting out in person more and more and being a little more effective that way. Yeah, that's, that's the truth. This virtual world's given us great opportunities like this to connect via Zoom. Uh, but yeah, I welcome the chance to be back in person as well. Uh, Absolutely. So you've had a, a great career that's, that's really evolved, but one thing that's been consistent is just your, your uh, experience and your exposure to the design space. So talk about what role design plays within your world today. It's huge. Um, as far as luxury appliances are concerned, um, that consumer typically will seek out those luxury brands um, consistent with what they're building. Um, Sub-Zero and Wolf builds their products to last a minimum of 20 years. Um, I don't really know a lot of other brands who say that their intention is to last 20 years out of the gate. Um, most importantly, obviously we're not, um, we're a luxury brand, but there's a price tag that goes along with that. The wonderful thing about um, when you talk about a higher price point, it isn't just to be fancy. There, there is definitely a performance, a quality, and a customer service aspect that goes right alongside that. So even when that consumer is spending a little bit more at the beginning, they are, Sub-Zero and Wolf's focus is that end consumer. So that is one of the things I love most about this brand. It's one of the things that at the end of the day, um, I think people want to know that someone is there to answer their call. If they're having issues using their oven for the first time cooking a turkey on Thanksgiving, they can literally call a 1-800 number and someone will walk them through. I mean, I don't really know of many other manufacturers that, that are literally there and stand by their customer for service the way that Wolf and Sub-Zero does. So. Um, that alone is um, one of the main reasons why I love talking about, about this brand. Um, they truly do stand behind the performance and, and the service. Yeah, it's got to be it's got to be something that's incredibly valuable, given the interesting experiences we all have as consumers today. Um, but you, I didn't really cover you know the design aspect of that because, of course, that is huge. Um, so when someone sets out to do, say, a kitchen remodel or they're building um, a new home from scratch, um, aesthetics really does, it, it's usually the number one or number two aspect that someone is really focused on. Um, in this instance, uh, whether they cook or not, they usually have a pretty good idea of what, how they want it to look regardless. So I say there's cookers and there's lookers. If they don't cook, but they do, they are still interested in having it look a certain way. Um, so Wolf and Sub-Zero have been, um, from the beginning, um, a on refrigeration site, a built-in aesthetic. So Frank Lloyd Wright actually commissioned very early on um, Sub-Zero in his, um, a lot of his designs because of that built-in look. It was very consistent with that mid-mod architecture um, with everything in its place and things just sort of disappearing behind what you think is a wood paneled um, whatever is really a refrigerator. So um, along that lines, the aesthetic has, has somewhat evolved over time and how the, that look is achieved. But at the end of the day, whether 
It's now in uh, with the incorporation of Wolf into that Sub-Zero line, um, which was previously a commercial, an established commercial uh, cooking appliance. Uh, Sub-Zero purchased Wolf and retooled it for residential use. But again, it, the aesthetic of that professional look, um, what people wanted in their own homes um, was consistent with what Sub-Zero had been all along. So that very professional look, um, that seamless uh, aesthetic built into their kitchen. And um, that's kind of been a lot of the success along, along the way, um, satisfying that consumer's uh, desire for a specific, uh, you know, more of a professional looking kitchen, but the functionality and the performance to back it up as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Talk about the evolution of your industry. Like, where, where is it going? What's the what's the future look like um, for for the for the industry part of the industry that you sit in? Sure. Um, I think, like many other industries right now, in design is technology. Um, so, building Wi-Fi connectivity into our appliances has been something that's been ongoing for quite some time, and will continue. Um, to, to be the case. So things like a lot of our clients have um, our appliances in second homes um, and things like that. So people often ask me, why do I want to connect my phone to my refrigerator? Well, if you have a house in Aspen and for some reason, you know, the, someone was there and left the door open, it will tell you your door is open. Um, things like that. Also from a from a logistics standpoint or functionality standpoint on a service call, a lot of times some of that information about maybe a part that will be needed can be relayed to a servicer um, via that Wi-Fi so they can make sure they have that part available when they come out to service it. So it, it can kind of be helpful in doing an initial diagnosis of what's going on with the appliance before ever hitting their door for service, which a lot of times can be a two-part process. I'll come in, take a look at it. Oh, got to order this part. I'll be back in, you know, two weeks or when it's in or what have you. So those are some of the benefits that have come along with that. Um, as far as cooking is concerned, you know, preheating your oven prior to arriving home. So with busy schedules, um, you know, kids having practices and, you know, stopping at the store on the way home, knowing what you're going to make that evening and being able to kind of preheat your oven before, you know, you leave the store and get home is a real time saver. So, so things like that uh, being built in now are, are really helpful. And I think that will continue to be the case. Yeah. When you think about the idea here that we talk about on the show about designing better lives, you kind of alluded to this earlier, right? The, the ability to even just contact a customer service department and get a hold of a human and have a problem solved. That's for some, that's probably designing a better life in and of itself. But when you think about designing better lives in your work today in, in, in the industry, what comes to mind? Um, I think, well, let's take some, let's take the, a remodel job, for instance. So say someone is going to do an update of their existing kitchen. So maybe not take it down to the studs, but they're wanting to do a refresh slash update. Um, Sub-Zero has, um, because our products are built to last at least 20 years, a lot of times if you're doing a refresh and you have a paneled 
um, appliance, um, your Sub-Zero is paneled and you wanna go from a dark wood or a cherry wood to more of a white, um, we have a kit that's available to do that. Even if your fridge is 15 years old, you don't have to buy a new refrigerator and you've made that initial investment. I think that's important um, if you're, you know, when you say I'm just designing a better life, it doesn't mean you have to revamp everything and uh, buy all new. I think that's one of the best, um, best ways to sort of be not only practical, but, you know, not wasting, you know, the money that you spent in originally on appliance on something that still works and that can still work for another 10 to 12 years or, or longer. I mean, it's not, it's not unusual for us to pull the fridge out that's still working at 35 years old. Wow. So that being the case, when you're talking about, you know, aesthetically updating a kitchen, you can still keep your original refrigerator on the inside that may be working just fine, but update the exterior either with, you know, a white panel, say, to match the rest of your um, updated cabinets or even go to a stainless panel, which, again, updates and kind of modernizes the overall look. So I think that um, I think that's an important aspect too of, of the flexibility and design that comes with our brands. Yeah. Well, as you're you're part of the industry, you know this this these trends and, and being in design and, and and trying to keep up with insights and, and what's hot, what's what's moving. Um, where, where do you find inspiration and how do you stay up on all the moving pieces within the design industry? Um, a lot of different places, um, obviously online, um, you know, your Instagram, your Pinterest, all that. Um, I do keep up with uh, NKBA um, and the, the industry, the, the kitchen and bath industry show each year. Um, that's, that's a great place to check out what, you know, sort of is the latest and greatest, I'll say, or trending. I kind of hate the word trend. Um, <laughs> between you and me um, because to me it sort of indicates here today gone tomorrow um, personally I don't love the idea of that I I think that trends are fine but incorporating them in ways that are smart so your design has a more of a long-term um, long-term effect a longer term like life cycle I guess um, to me, it's, I, I, anyway, I'm sidebarring, but I, I kind of, when I say trend, it's, uh, it sort of hits me kind of funny, but I know there are a lot of, let's say, popular things out there in different, all aspects of design. And one of those is color. Color is always ever changing, whether it's on, you know, whether it's furniture, the walls, um, even the type of metals on available now in appliances. And, you know, if someone wants a baby blue appliance, great. Are you going to love it in five years? Maybe. But I always, I always sort of personally like to err on the side of um, maybe what's been traditionally always in style and maybe adding some accoutrements here and there to kind of go along with the, we'll call it quote unquote trends. Well, it's it's a right 
it's a it's a correct sidebar because you're not the first person that's said they don't like that idea of friend, <laughs> right because it does it goes in and it goes out and i think there's the timeless nature of the world you're in the world i'm in you know we have things that are in homes for 20 30 40 years and hopefully it's not a trend because that means we got to replace it uh, frequently so right right i think that having something that's functional and long lasting is so valuable for that consumer um that just make that having an aesthetic that will stand the test of time should probably be thought of, you know, on the front end. So they make sure that, you know, it's still working from them for them 15, 20 years down the road. Yeah, that's great. Well, well then let me rephrase it. So what's popular today that you're uniquely excited about from a design perspective, a, a material, a finish, a, a color that's interesting? What's, what's not a trend, but what's something that you're uniquely drawn to? So what I was kind of alluding to are there are like accoutrements or things that maybe you can um, add to your appliance or add in a room that basically will have will have a nod to a trend without going all in, right? So I'll use Wolf as an example. For the knobs, you have choices of you know color of knob. We're known for our red knobs. Um, it's sort of an inherent Wolf um, aesthetic. You don't have to have red knobs. You can get stainless, you can have black. Um, bezels are very um, trendy right now too. So it's that piece that goes around the knob. It might be, um, you know, like a brass. Brass is huge. It's it's really big again. Um, I, I love brass. I have it all over my house. I have it in fixtures. I have it in um, cabinet poles and things like that. I feel like that small little detail injected into a basically kind of um, white palette is really powerful. So I th think the same thing goes for anything in your home, having an injection of color and letting that maybe exist in artwork or accent pillows or, or things like that, where you can change out that color or that piece of art um, regularly to get a new look without totally having to revamp something that could be, you know, pretty costly. Yeah, no, that's great. I, I, can, I can appreciate those tasteful pops of, uh, of color and of, of finishes. That's great. Mm -hmm. So a couple quick hitting questions for you. Um, best book you've read recently or ever? <sighs> Oh gosh. Um, actually, it was a friend of mine who wrote it and it was called Between the Helicopters. Um, I went to Purdue University um, and cheered and one of my cheerleading cohorts was also a sorority sister. And we be, were very close in school. Obviously, we were together all the time. We cheered together we were in the same sorority. Um, I knew her. She was my pal basically. And we've stayed close after college as well. I knew her uh, then boyfriend and fiance since college, and now they are married. Um, she had a, um, about three years ago, her husband was tragically um, injured in a skiing accident and is now paralyzed from the waist down. And she wrote this book sort of as a, a glimmer of hope in the hopes that would help others out there dealing with a similar situation, but it really helped her heal. And it was so uh, powerful to read, just knowing her throughout her life and 
now and how much her life has changed. But at the end of the day, it it sounds like it's a sad book, but I, knowing her the way I do personally, it was really a neat perspective to see how she kind of worked through that from, you know, through her eyes, you know, telling it in a book. So um, I read it over Christmas break and um, I just think she's a really courageous and strong woman and they have an amazing family. So I have to say that Between the Helicopters is my most recent favorite book. That's awesome. What a powerful story. Oftentimes yeah. I think that's what draws us in is the story behind the story. So that's great. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Yeah. What about best advice you've received from a mentor? <sighs> wow. Um, gosh, I think one of the things that comes to mind, <laughs> it's going to sound a little odd maybe, but slow down. So I sometimes have a tendency to want to kind of um, quickly, quickly get through something. And I think a lot of times that, um, if I gave it some time, I might've come up with a different idea or there may have been a different outcome, or there may have been, if there's some space in between, I think that allows for you to sort of be a little more creative instead of, um, quickly coming up with an answer to get to the next task. Right. So I've learned to kind of slow down and I'll say that's not just in business, that's in everything. Um, I used to be one of these people who was doing a, a lot of things at once. We all do that. Um, I wanted to say yes to everything and do everything and be everything. And I was like this since I was young in school, high school, college, everything. So I liked being involved, I'm a social person. And so all of that's great and I still do that. Um, but now I kind of, I'm a little more intentional about what I put my energies towards. And with that, I feel like I have, a, I slow down a little bit and I can be a little more thoughtful about, you know, the desired outcomes that I want to come from that. Because if I'm, I'm running from one thing to the next, um, I don't feel like I'm giving giving the best of me to everything. It's impossible. Yeah, that's great. That's a good reminder for me as well. Appreciate that. <laughs> How about a leader that you follow or an industry expert? Who's someone that you study? Um, well, I don't know if I study, but I really enjoy a podcast um, called School of Greatness by Lewis Howes. Um, he is he has a really interesting personal story. Mm -hmm. He has an, a phenomenal podcast. I started listening to him probably in 2015, maybe. Um, so he's been at this for quite some time, but his, um, his group of, or his guests that he interviews are uh, A to Z. I and mean, it could be pro athlete to entrepreneur, to, um, to what have you. Typically it is entrepreneur driven, which I enjoy. And um, always there's a story there. And um, so it's very, it's very interesting to listen to these guests and where they've came from and how they got there. So I've, I admire him as a person. I think he's really built a great brand for himself and um, what he presents on his uh, show and his podcasts um, I enjoy listening to. So I'll, I'll have to say Lewis House. 
That's great. Well, Alex, each uh, episode we close and we ask our guests to challenge the audience with one thing that we could possibly do to be more intentional to design a better life for ourselves or our community or, or our team. Um, what, what challenge do you have for the Designing Better Lives community? A challenge? Um, I don't know if it's a challenge so much. I Maybe I just have... I think I just have maybe a, a word of maybe advice um, and I would say be authentic. Um, I think a lot of times we get influenced by, you know, oh, what's in style now or I have to do this because this person says this. And I, I think that design is more interesting when it's a reflection of you as a person. When somebody walks into your space, um, they can see who you are based on what you surround yourself with. And so for me, I this is how I do my personal space. I surround myself with the things that either have personal meaning, I might just like the way it looks or what have you. And I spend a little less time worrying about what's trending or what everyone else thinks is cool. <laughs> so, but I think at the end of the day, um, you know, having those things around you that bring um, either special meaning to you or are reminders of something or just make you feel good because you know as well as I do you can walk into someone's home or with your shopping for a new home say for instance you know in the first usually 30 seconds whether or not it's going to have legs or not it's like you either get a feeling of yeah I like this or this is not for me um, and I would I would say be authentic to yourself, create a space that is uniquely you. And um, I don't think you can go wrong, but I I think being authentic in, in all ways, you can never be out of style, out of date or out of context with anything in your life. Mm, that's great, that's a, that's a good word for sure. Well, Alex, I've enjoyed the conversation and appreciate your time and, and coming on to share your perspective around all things design. Uh, if our listeners want to learn more, how can they connect with you? Thanks, Marcus. Um, email is a great way to get a hold of me. It's Alex, A-L-E-X, at J-T-D-I-N-C dot com. That's probably the easiest way. Or hit me up on Instagram. I'm uh, Sasha Covetour. <laughs> awesome. That's great. Alex, thanks again for coming on the show and sharing some timely advice and perspective. And I love the, the Be Authentic Challenge. Greatly appreciate it. Thanks, Marcus. Thanks for listening to our Designing Better Lives conversation today. If you haven't already, please head over to iTunes or your podcast platform and leave a rating or review. We're always looking for opportunities to learn and grow and appreciate your support along the way.